guest is Yelena Enter, who joins us from Las Vegas, Nevada. Yelena was born and raised in a small town in Russia and emigrated to the United States when she was 19 years old. In our interview with Yelena, she discusses some of her the various jobs she has had in Las Vegas, from bartender, cocktail waitress, to real estate agent. Yelena is also involved in pageantry as she is a former Mrs. Nevada. Yelena has also established her own brand named Cocktail Vision, which allows her to express her passion for mixology and spirits. Yelena is incredibly charming and an interview you'll definitely enjoy. And make sure you check out Yelena's website, cocktail.vision. Enjoy the show. Okay, we are back with another episode of the Industry Podcast, 100 and something now. 103. 103, there you go. So, yeah. You should be checking out all of the episodes in the archives. Recently, we've had Matt Basile. Basile. That was a super interesting conversation. Justin Vale, who also happens to be my business partner. Mm -hmm. And then we had... Matt Houston and Janine Saunders, your wife. Yeah, who happens to be my wife. Uh, We kept it pretty (laughs) local for a little bit there. (laughs) Yeah, prior to that, we had Liz Priestley and uh, acclaimed chef Jonathan Gushu. Yes, that's correct. So check out all of those. Also, if you want to be a guest on the show, you should email us at info at the industry podcast dot club, or you can DM us at the industry podcast on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always subscribe, rate, review. You can find all the links in the show notes. Yeah. So what's been going on with you since? Uh, we last interviewed. Shoot, not a lot, actually. Just uh, working like a chump. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, and the vaccine restriction, the vaccine, uh, vaccine passport, I should say, is no longer in effect here that's, in Ontario. That's right. So it does seem to be picking up a little bit. We also had, for some reason, another protest march outside of uh, my bar uptown. That's Babylon Sisters, <laughs> Uptown Waterloo, Sugar Run. In downtown Kitchener, for those who want to visit. What was the latest protest? I, ca- I just can't honestly tell you what the fuck it would be about, because they lifted all the mandates. So what's the f- what are they uh, protesting we, exactly? we got a lot of idiots in this town. But my chef came in and got heckled. It was called a, a fucking cello because she was wearing a mask. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so that's good. That's good times. This came together very quickly, but so I'm just going to be talking about this after it's already happened. But we've also done a benefit for uh, the Princess Cinema at Babylon Sisters in uh, Waterloo as some asshole uh, took a knife to their movie screen. Yeah, and Princess Cinema, for those who don't know, is an independent cinema in uptown Waterloo. It's been around for about 30 years, maybe mm-hmm. more, 35? Yeah, and and like because the independent cinemas haven't had a hard enough time over the last two years, yeah. may as well vandalize them. So, yeah, uh, so that, uh, I'm assuming by the time... You're listening to this was a very successful event, and thanks to all of the performers who donated their talent so we could put the benefit on. Perfect. Okay, so enough about us. We have a great guest for you as always. Oh, let me shout out Zach Hanna again, of course, at ZachHanna.co for the artwork he does for us. He also did some great artwork for the benefit I was just referring to. So that's all we need to talk about. Let's talk to our guest. We have Yelena Anter with us today, coming to us from Las Vegas. How are you, Yelena? Hey guys, awesome to to meet you and to be there. Yeah, thanks for doing this. Uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. <laughs> thanks for having me. So you you are you've been in Vegas for some time now, but uh, you uh, were born in Russia, correct? Mm-hmm. I was uh, born and raised in Russia. Actually, came to Las Vegas twenty one years ago, and been here ever since. I feel like that's bullshit because we only we only use we only use the audio here, but there's no way you look barely older than 21. So, oh, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> 
no filter, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Thank but you. so when you what what uh, prompted the decision to come to America in the first place, and then specifically Vegas? So this is kind of a funny and uh, maybe a little bit embarrassing story, but it is my story. I'm a huge Elvis fan. Oh, nice. And I've been uh, listening to Elvis songs ever since I was just little. I grew up in communist communist Russia. And uh, back in the day, in the 80s, it was strictly uh, prohibited to uh, possess to anything that's American or, you know, even European. But and especially music, rock and roll was completely prohibited. And my father uh, used to smuggle uh, records. They used to print the records uh, on this like really thin plastic and they used to sew them into the sleeves of men's jackets oh or, wow you know of jackets basically <clears throat> so you can only imagine the quality the quality was not there at all but i used to listen to elvis songs over and over again in the closet <laughs> <laughs> and that's the that was my first exposure to the united states and that's how the interest was created about the culture about the music and about the the country and that's actually how I learned English and how and why I moved to the to the United States and to Las Vegas specifically because all I knew about United States was Viva Las Vegas. So right. here I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Uh, yeah. So 21 years old and like and did you have a plan of what you were going to do when you got there or did you so sort I was of follow? I was 19. I was 19, oh, 19 when I sorry. first came here and I uh, came straight to Las Vegas. And when I was leaving Russia, everybody told me, oh, you'll have no problem with a job because just the United States has jobs for everyone. You just show up. Yeah. So basically, you know, that, that was the limited amount of knowledge that I had about how United States works. And I came here. I picked up, I think, a review journal or whatever the local paper was and found an ad for a job, cut it out as a coupon and showed up. So I thought this is that's all you needed to do is just, you know, show up with a coupon. So it happened it was uh, my first job in the United States was in retail selling perfume. But I think that was so taken back by me just showing up and saying, here, I have a coupon for a job that they just hired me, hired me on the spot. They didn't know what to do with me. And when I turned, I, I guess I'm going on a like off the topic completely, right? But no, no, just so what I, we I, want to know. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So I was I was working uh, in retail for about a year until I turned uh, twenty one, and then everybody told me, "Oh, you gotta you gotta go and uh, become a cocktail waitress, right? Either a cocktail waitress or a stripper. <laughs> so <laughs> you'll, make, you'll make more money." <laughs> so I figured I'll start with cocktails, and um, I literally. So what year was it? That was. Uh, uh, 20, 2001. Is that right? Yeah, probably something like that. Uh, I, of course I had no experience in cocktails. I had no experience in drinking either, except for mm -hmm. vodka in Russia. Right. I, I think I applied in probably 20 casinos. I just kept going from place to place to place. And most of the casinos on the strip are union. Mm -hmm. So, of oh. course, they needed a two-year experience or some kind of experience. Also, at the same time, I got a job at Hooters. Oh, 
Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so that's sort of in between cocktailing uh-huh. and stripping. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. You make a little less money, and yeah. <laughs> I was there for a hot second. I guess yeah. a cool outfit <laughs> so makes a nice Halloween costume. Right. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so I ended up at Imperial Palace. The place doesn't exist anymore. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Las Vegas. Uh, the casinos there. It's uh, nowadays it's Link, but back in 2001 it was Imperial Palace. It was privately owned, and I got hired as a beverage model. A beverage model? <laughs> what the hell a is that? A beverage model. A <laughs> beverage model. At that time, I really didn't know like what the heck it is, but it the title basically gave them, um, uh, gave allowed them to line us up at the beginning of every shift. And check our lipstick, our bra pads, you know, make sure that we in tip-top shape. And you got weighed, uh, got weighed every month. Yeah, every month. So it, it was in a contract that we couldn't gain or lose more than six pounds from the original weight that you were hired at. Holy shit. So I, I, I started there. The beverage manager started me. Actually, here's an interesting, it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of a funny story. Um, when I applied, they told me I, they didn't have anything for me because I applied as a, as a cocktail waitress, so beverage model. Well, they told me that they didn't have anything and, um, you know, they'll call me if they'll, if they'll need me. I was driving home and the beverage manager called me and he asked me to come back. So also when you applied as a beverage model, they took a picture of you. Mm-hmm. So I'm on the way home and he called me and he's like, Hey, can you come back? I, I think I have something for you. So I came back and he said, I don't have a cocktail waitress position, but I can hire you as a bartender. Oh, wow. So, okay. That, I, that ended way better than I thought it was going to. <laughs> well, but, no. <laughs> but, but like, you know, think about it. Okay. So I, you know, my English was, like practically like nothing nobody could understand me i couldn't understand anybody i never had a drink in my life except for a straight shot of vodka and he's hiring me as a bartender right that made no (laughs) sense to me that made no sense to me whatsoever and uh, he said oh don't worry about it so just you just look hot and sell a shot with every cocktail that it was a daiquiri bar so everything was pre-mixed and he's like just make sure you sell a shot with every daiquiri you sell (laughs) <laughs> so that was the times of the footlongs, you know, everybody were walking around the strip carrying like those giant, oh, yeah. uh, you know, not a footlong, what is it, five, like, what were they, like three they're, feet, <laughs> something like, like that giant. Like flutes or plastic. whatever, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that was my first job as a bartender <laughs> at the Decory Bar on the strip. Okay, well, it still ended better than I thought it was going to go when he was like come back i got something for you <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a cocktail waitress position but we have a stripper position yeah. <laughs> in a weird way it's i mean it's a crazy story how you get into it but it's also like that's not a bad way to start as a bartender if you have zero experience because you're not oh. making you're not making a ton of like crazy classic cocktails you're basically what was it? The frozen daiquiris mostly. It was all no. It was all frozen only. daiquiris. All frozen only frozen daiquiris. daiquiris. Right. So we had, I think, five or six to choose from, and 
my job was literally sell an extra shot with every single drink. <laughs> and I did. I, I really did. And it was a fun job. Yeah. So how Great did people watching? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because you're right outside on the strip, right? Mm-hmm. Does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, do, yep. do you drink a lot of shots at the same time yourself? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was good old days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. one one for you, one for me, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, you got to make sure you're that it tastes right. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, so, how long did you work at that spot, and then when did where did you go from there? So there, I lasted about I'd say hmm, three to maybe. Four five months and then the little bar a tequila joe's that's what it was back in the mm. day it got sold and my beverage manager he basically said hey you know the place is sold so we don't own it anymore but i, w- I have a spot for you inside the casino okay, as a cocktail I, just, waitress. I just gotta stop you for one second there it was called tequila joe's tequila but you joe's. sold daiquiris uh-huh Okay, just, just 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 clearing that up. <laughs> okay, so you yep. go inside. I just want to make sure I heard it right. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, so he he brought me inside, and that was quite a challenge for me because not only my my understanding of cocktails was just like literally nothing. I mm-hmm. can barely distinguish between tequila and rum and gin well and elvis and never talks about drinking in his songs uh, no <laughs> actually, uh, actually elvis didn't drink did you yeah. know that? well i know but i know he ate a lot <laughs> he did a lot of peanut butter and yeah. peanut butter banana sandwiches right <laughs> yeah he, he found his other ways yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. But this isn't about Elvis. This is about you. Come on, let's move on. Yeah, so. <laughs> so you go. You know you, it's, it's all about Elvis. It's, it's always Elvis. all about I would, Elvis. I would not be here. That's true. It all comes back to Elvis. Okay, so you're inside the casino now, but you have no, like, you have no clue about cocktails yet. I have no, I have no clue about anything. Right. Like between, like, I can't understand the name of the drinks. Like, I don't even know what's in rum and coke at that point. Right. I can barely understand what rum and coke is. And as um, back in the day, it was quite a busy, quite a hot place to be, quite a busy place to be. And they just kind of threw me in all the, you know, free cocktails. When you gamble on the strip, you get free cocktails. But the challenge was one, of course, writing down the drinks and figuring out what they are, but also calling calling out the order to the bartenders Mm -hmm. because they wanted it vodka gin tequila all the clear liquors first and all the darker liquors so you had to have a very specific order and not only don't i don't know what's in the cocktail like if it's a mai tai i had no idea what's in it right so So i didn't know know. when to even call it that's funny that's an old school thing like i worked in a bar like Mm -hmm. that like when i was in university um i'm old that's yeah, <laughs> uh, you keep saying that, but we're not buying it yet. But uh, but I am legitimately old, and like that, that is an old school thing where you where you used to have to call out, like because I remember bartending, and we would get pissed if the um, the, the waitresses yeah did not call it out in the right order, and it was clear liquids first, and like who gives a shit? Like as long like I I get like calling them out all the gins together, maybe that's a little easier mm-hmm. or something, but what mm-hmm, difference is mm-hmm. the clear to the dark? I never really understood, but yeah, yeah, weird. Yeah, anyway. it was, it, yeah, it was super high volume, super old school as well. And, uh, old school bartenders that's been doing that forever. Like, mm. I don't know. 
and high volume too. Did I already say that? <laughs> yeah. And so, what's, remind me, what casino was this again? Imperial Palace. Right. Yeah. Imperial, Imperial Palace. Palace, where uh, so Imperial Palace were no, was known for the hottest cocktail waitresses. Because, if you do say so yourself. Yes. No, but <laughs> seriously, seriously, I'm just seriously kidding. like I'm just kidding. you can ask around. Everybody, yeah. everybody yeah. knows about uh, girls at Imperial Palace because we were beverage models. Because right. they made sure that we had all of our pads in order and lipstick and everything was pushed out where <laughs> well, it's kind of <laughs> like needed to be. Kind of like the hooters of casinos, then, really. Oh yeah, they, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Huh. That's so, funny. And, okay. You know. So how long do you last doing that job before, like, I'm sort of interested to when you, like, you, you're doing this cocktail, and so you're kind of learning what's in drinks based on the fact mm -hmm. that you have to order them in a certain way. Mm -hmm. At what point do you transition into sort of becoming a bartender yourself? Mm -hmm. So I, at Imperial Palace, I, I was there for too long, for about six years. And I hopped around a little bit because I got burnt out on um, just cocktails, uh, free cocktails and, you know, serving coffees for a quarter and stuff right. like that. And uh, they signed me up for, to be a, I was a showgirl cocktail waitress or a showgirl beverage model. So they opened up this gelatina pit where every dealer was an impersonator. We had Elvis, we had oh, yeah. Diamond, we yeah. have, so every night. My shift was four to uh, four to four. Ooh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah long shifts. Can I, can, I, can I just interrupt and ask you a real quick question mm -hmm. though? Mm -hmm. About because just because you brought it up before you go on, I'm interested in what happens there. But when you were talking about like quarter coffees and selling and free drinks, because that's the deal free in drinks. Vegas if you're gambling. Like, mm -hmm. what are your tips like? So okay, big day shift tips are pretty pathetic. Yeah, <laughs> back in the day, you know, and I, I, I'm a very hard worker, so I would go out there, and even if the customer was giving me a quarter for each cocktail, I just would keep going and serving. At the end of the day, it, it adds up. So I yeah. think for day shift, between um, I think hundred to two hundred was, you know, two hundred was of course a nicer. Mm -hmm. busier day for a uh, swing shift it was 200 and up, up depending yeah. on the day of the week and depending on the area if you serve in tables you know usually people are a little more generous there and you know but i actually did really good as a showgirl okay yeah, let's talk about that so yeah yeah, yeah so you got the impersonators dealing and mm -hmm. so how does your job specifically change so my job, first of all, it's the outfit. It's literally like barely nothing. It's the showgirl outfit. So like the sparkly yeah. bra and oh, the I see what you mean. Song. I <laughs> yes. get it now. Like from the actual showgirl girl shows. Yes. And, oh, and I wore that giant uh, headdress. Oh shit! <laughs> enormous showgirl headdress while serving cocktails. Yeah, that sounds. And I had to every. Uh, I think every hour. I had to go on stage and do a little performance like what? the so if you can only imagine the 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 pit the table set in the circle and each dealer as a is a performer and they would go every 15 minutes or so they had a stage small stage in the middle of the pit and every 15 minutes they would have a performance and every hour I had to go on stage and do a little dance 
And actually, I'm very, very shy. So that was the most painful experience for me <laughs> is to do that little, little silly dance. But I did, I did really good there. It was fun, and uh, the tips were good. It was hard work, but it was worth it at the end. Yeah. Did you ever have to deal with like some really drunken assholes who were like losing a lot of money and taking it out on the servers? Like, because that's I I've seen that at a casino before. I'm like, how do these women put up with this shit? Like, there's all kinds of stories, you know. Just people when they people when they they drink and they're losing, they either just totally crazy irrational or they'll just give you like really strange proposals like i would like to look at your feet for a thousand dollars take off your shoes and <laughs> like, oh, for 1500 bucks sure why not <laughs> i don't know for a thousand but that's back in the day you know like, that's with, with inflation who knows ago. what that is yeah, yeah, yeah. right now about five grand yeah. I'm, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding totally kidding uh, that, yeah, that's crazy. And then like, and so, like, cause that's the thing, like we all in this business deal with drunk people, but what you're dealing with on top of that is drunk people who are like losing shit tons of money. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I've been a drunk person losing shit tons of money in a casino. You're not in a good mood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can't uh, right now, for some reason, I can't think of any crazy stories besides the, you know, to see my feet story, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm, don't have anything for you there. Well, wow, that's okay. The, the, the first story was good enough. So, <laughs> so, so you're doing that for a while. And mm-hmm. like at some point, this is kind of what I'm like sort of moving forward towards is like right now you're writing cocktail books. You're, you have an amazing profile on social media. So it's like, so you, you, like you, from very humble beginnings of just like moving to Vegas because you like Elvis, finding, kind of finding yourself in this job in a way. And now, like, how do you get to where you are today? Like, and, and like, don't, don't leave out any details. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So, uh, Imperial Palace for about six years, mm-hmm. got a little burnt out there and, uh, decided to just travel. Okay. For a little while. So I probably took about six months off and traveled, burned through my savings. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of soul searching and then came back to Las Vegas. And my friend told me, I kind of was out of money at that point. And my friend told me, hey, you know, why don't you open South Point with me? So that was a local casino on the very south of the Strip and um, brand new so she she asked me, why don't you help me open the, the place up? So I did. It was kind of a no-brainer, right? Somebody yeah. offers you a job, sure. you take it. I was there for about two years, and I did all the, uh, as a cocktail waitress as well, but I did all the paid events, sports events, uh, rodeos, pool. I did a, actually, the pool was my, probably my funnest, not a funnest experience. Okay, I'll, 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 I have an excuse. I'm a foreigner, right? So <laughs> I, I, I worked the pool every summer, two summers in a row. And it was, nobody wanted to work the pool because, you know, you have to be in your swimsuit and, you know, it's hot in Las Vegas, like 120 mm. in the summer, right? But I did so well there. I, I would carry two trays and a six pack in each hand. Jesus. <laughs> it's like every single round. So you asked how, how much money 
people make in cocktails. Oh, you can make a lot of money if you just, if you work hard. So that was my, probably my last job in as a cocktail waitress. Mm -hmm. And then I, um, after two years, I transitioned into a complete turnaround. I transitioned into real estate. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally different. <laughs> uh, but uh, I transitioned into real estate and also pageantry. What? Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so kind of how Cocktail Vision was created. So Cocktail Vision is my Instagram page, right? Mm-hmm. Cocktail Vision was created when I got into pageantry and I didn't want to be judged by the clients and the pageant people and everybody else about, you know, how much alcohol I consume or how many drinks I post. So I created a separate separate page so I can post my cocktails. Right. Basically. And uh, that was probably four or five years ago. That's kind of how it started. And um, So how long were you doing pageantry for? uh, Since 2017. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So I was... uh, uh, Mrs. Las Vegas, Mrs. Nevada, 2018, and competed for the uh, national title as Mrs. America. I placed seventh. I didn't win, but I, oh, I did pretty Jesus. good. Yeah. See, this is stuff that you wouldn't even get <laughs> from your bio that you sent us or from your Instagram page. So you really do a good job of yeah. separating the two. Like I had no yes. idea about any of these. I got an interesting question about this, and you don't. You can answer it as much as you want to. You have a separate social media presence for the pageantry mm-hmm. than you do for the cocktail stuff, but it would seem like a very easy way to build up your cocktail page would be to promote it almost on your pageantry. So I guess the question is, why did you not take that route? And then how did you manage to get such a following just from the cocktails? So the reason why I had to separate it is because as a public figure in pageantry, you're being judged by just every step, anything you do, any picture that's posted or any picture that anybody else will take of you it is very crucial. For example, when I'm wearing my sash and crown, I could not be caught with a cocktail in my hand. Oh. And if if you combine... That, the same combine, thing happens to me when I'm wearing my sash and gown, if you can believe <laughs> that's it. That's right, yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> so, like, even a glass of water... If you, if you have a glass of water and it could look like it, it's something besides water, you better make sure you take in an Uber, even if you drink in water. Because oh, people will... Oh, she was drinking and driving. So people people huh. get crazy, and it's a very cutthroat industry. Hmm, that's crazy. So, so people uh, kill for the crown, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that on Game of Thrones. <laughs> that's right. Um, the mother I, of dragons. <laughs> well, that's really interesting. I, I, this is sort of a new realization for us because I discovered you only through your cocktail page because. That's how we often link up with people for the podcast is discovering mm-hmm. people's like, you know, how it works on Instagram. Some, you get suggested someone to follow or whatever. And I found your page and you're making all these cool looking cocktails. And I never yeah. and you you do do a job, great job of keeping it separately. Even when you emailed us your biography, no mention of the pageantry. So you're leaving like these kind of two like a double life here. 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I used to have a link on my cocktail page as a to my sober page. But okay. I, I, sober I, I page, I love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and vice and vice versa. I had my my regular page as tipsy me on cocktail vision, uh, okay. but I decided to keep it completely separate. And people who know me, they know I have both pages. And people who don't, they just. You know, I keep them separate. <laughs> Discover the old-fashioned way. Yeah, um, that's right. <laughs> so how, like, how did you gain? Because I think a lot of people. We've interviewed so many people on this show who have like great social media presences, but we've also interviewed a ton of really talented people who don't just because because it's a very separate talent figuring out how to gain a social media presence than it is being an awesome mm-hmm. bartender. And mm-hmm. it's great if you can do both at the same time. So, mm-hmm. do, what what advice would you give to people who? are trying to gain, like, cause you have a shit ton of followers, right? So, <laughs> so like, yeah. Well, what would you get, what kind of advice would you give to someone who's like trying to build up like a bartender who just wants to build up their social media presence, build their presence on social media. So I think, first of all, I think the most important thing would be authenticity and authentic content, entertaining content, and also educational. Mm. So those things are very important. So authentic content, I mean, not just reposts, right. because there's a lot of accounts that, that, that do just reposts, right? And you see the same photographs everywhere, right? They mm-hmm. have no authentic content or... And it has to be interesting. It can't be just a quote or whatever, right? Yeah, we're all tired of the inspirational quotes. Right, right. (laughs) And, you know, once in a while we need it, right? Especially nowadays. Yeah. But I think being educational more than inspirational or both, Mm -hmm. if you can be both inspirational and educational, that's a real value. Uh So uh, in my post, I try to, first of all, give the consumer something new every I try every single day a new recipe, new visual. Photography is very important too, to yeah. have eye catching photography, to know your style, to not be just all over the place. You know, here's a picture of me drinking, here's a picture of me on vacation, here's a cocktail, here's right. uh, my cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think also like a, a dedicated content is important as well. So, who are you? Are you a bartender? Okay, so let's, you know, maybe. A few less pictures of your cat and you know, <laughs> <laughs> nothing against cats. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and definitely less of the ones of your cat with an inspirational quote. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, also, I think it's important to give an honest recipe. I, I see a lot of accounts that they just post a pretty photo and they don't post the recipe. They don't share a recipe. Right. And I feel like uh, things like that, we, we're in this industry to help each other, right? Mm-hmm. To inspire each other, to share uh, tips and tricks. And my page is there to inspire, obviously. And, you know, if somebody wants to, I don't consider it stealing. Take, take it away. It's yeah. for you to use. It's yeah. for anybody to use. And if you create a cocktail and you... If, if it was inspired by me or my recipe, take a picture, tag me. I love to see those things. I just mm-hmm. love when people share. Um, basically, I share my goodness, my talent, and my gift. And when I can see how it affects others, it's just so heartwarming and mm-hmm. so fun. 
And yeah, we talk a lot about on the show about how in many ways, like all art forms of art and certainly crafting cocktails is a form of art as well. We all borrow from each other and then expand on it. That's how art develops, right? There's mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. there's no wholly original cocktail idea. You've right. seen something and then you play around with it and then you come mm-hmm. up with your play on that, which becomes an original creation. Um, and you are a classically trained artist as well. I, that was in your bio. So mm-hmm. talk to me mm-hmm. about like about that specifically. Like, what are you classically trained in specifically, and how do you feel like that's affected or influenced your cocktail creation? So I have a degree in art and interior design as well, and fashion design. But my so my art degree is obviously um, growing up in Russia. I, growing up in Russia, I really wanted to play piano. But during uh, during that time in Russia, communist Russia government would tell you what you are going to do as a person. So right. when I would audition for a music school, they told me, "No, we, you no good as a musician. You should do something different." And luckily, my parents put me into art classes, and I loved it. So my my passion is for uh, watercolor. I you know I, I do a lot of watercolor, still do, and portraits in uh, pencil. Hmm. But you know the, my degrees in in you know painting, sculpture, and then uh, my college college right university yep. Yep. graduated from a university with the uh, interior. Uh, interior and fashion design so like textiles and you know any interior decor and clothing i feel like you're going to tell me now that you have two separate instagram pages one for interior design that has sixty thousand followers and <laughs> another one for your watercolors at a hundred thousand <laughs> i also do chocolate covered strawberries so that's a different page just for that <laughs> seriously you might be the most interesting person in the world <laughs> I do a lot, you know, yeah. life is so short and yeah. you know, we have such little time here. I try to live it up every day. Yeah. So do you feel like your schooling in art has helped you when it comes to creating cocktails? Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, composition, the visual uh, setup, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, also the color, uh, color setup, anything. So if you look at my cocktails, they're very... Uh, very unique uh, visually very bright i love bright colors i love just colorful things yeah very bright uh, it sure. probably it probably so. comes from russia is so gray it's winter most of the year right yeah, you, like you, I'm should, actually, you should try where we're from <laughs> oh, well actually you know what uh siberia it's Probably slightly colder than where you yeah, guys I, are, but I, I feel true, for you. Yeah. I, I totally yeah. feel for you. <laughs> so I think it's it's uh, starts snowing in August and stops snowing in May. Shit. That's Boom. that's the season. So because it's always you know how it is. It's with winter. It's all white and gray. There's no mm. other color, right? White, gray, and black. That's why I love colorful things. That's why I love colorful cocktails. And the decor, and uh, that probably, you know, with the art background, I feel like it helped me with with composition and just photography and just visual presentation. It's important because anybody can create just a spectacular uh, recipe, spectacular cocktail, but also you have to decorate it. You have to present it, right? You don't just put it in a plastic cup. 
Right. You know, we, we fall in love at first sight. We, we see it first. We see the presentation, right? And it, it's enticing. You want to taste it. And like your tasting, I feel like, starts from just the visual. If it looks gorgeous, if it's just interesting, you want to taste it. Mm-hmm. If, it's, if it's a Long Island in the plastic cup, I love Long Islands, by the way. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's, you know, it's not as exciting. No. Right? No. I mean, it's, it's good for the, the barbecue party, but... That's right. <laughs> yeah. uh, so one thing you mentioned through your bio is the, the notion of going on a spirit safari. So do you want to talk to us a little bit about what you mean by that and, and sort of like your what you consider your cocktail superpower? My cocktail superpower. Different superpower than tying a cherry stem in a nut, right? I mean, I just already assumed that you could do that at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, wearing a headdress. Yeah. Uh, So I think my superpower would be this incredible knowledge of flavors and imagination. Just I'm definitely blessed with and it's a it's definitely a talent and a gift with my imagination. So I can taste it before I create it. I know exactly what flavors and proportions and amount of certain spirit, sweet, sour, the balance that needs to go into a cocktail. So that is talent and also uh, like, I guess, a developed skill from just tasting different, you know, tasting different foods and different cultures and cuisines. I think that's where it comes from. Mm-hmm. But imagination is probably my number one because I can see it, I can taste it, I can name it before I even create it. Before right. it's the thing. So, uh, when did you get sort of the idea to transition into writing cocktail books? Because that's like sort of a big step, and you and and like how did you go about uh, putting that into action? So the inspiration actually uh, came from when I visited aviary i know you guys interviewed right Uh, so huge fan of aviary aviary and i we did a tasting cocktail tasting there where i actually teared up because everything was so thoughtful every single thing from um the ice kitchen i'm sure Mm. you guys know they have the ice kitchen it was just so thoughtful that was definitely a cocktail journey from the first sip to the last Mm-hmm. And I got a couple of their books, and uh, they're brilliant. But I wanted to create something that's all me, and share my my talent. And I'll um, I sent you guys the uh, my Christmas book. So it's not just a, a recipe book; it's a little story. It's a little funky little story, and it's just um, my way of sharing my imagination, I guess, and myself mm-hmm. with the with the world. <laughs> Yeah. And so, like, is, are these books self-published or were you able to find a publisher for them? Self-published. Self-published, self-published right. For now. And so, so they're on Amazon. And uh, if uh, if I can get a publisher, that would be quite amazing. I have a lot more, a few more ideas uh, of other books that I want to create. Yeah, what's the book called? Uh, this one is co- uh, Christmas Cocktails and Shenanigans. Nice. And so they, <laughs> and people can find that on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sorry, you have more books as well? 
I have ideas. I have more yeah. more ideas. More, more than ideas that are going to turn into. Yeah. A, I, I, that's what I thought. I thought you just had the one, but then when you said this book, I was like, oh wait, did mm-hmm. I did yeah. I fuck up reading your bio? No, but, no, no. Okay. <laughs> so so liquid liquid poetry would be another one that I'm oh. working on right now. So it's a uh, poetry and cocktails. That's a good idea. And the uh, love letters from the bar. That's another one that I'm working on as we speak. So you also have an Instagram page where you do poetry, I'm assuming? It's all on cocktail vision. <laughs> it's on cocktail vision. <laughs> Occasionally, if you, if you read through my stuff, you'll see something like really funky. It's like, well, what did she mean? And it's, it's kind of like what inspired the cocktail, you know, and it also reflects to the time of my life and how I felt at the moment. So the poetry oh, nice. comes from that. And uh, that's what creates a cocktail as well. Well, I feel like we should have you on in like another year and then you can tell us about like how you conquered cryptocurrency or whatever the hell you're going to Actually, you know what? It's very interesting. So I'm sure you guys uh, heard about NFTs, right? Mm-hmm. So I really want to put my cocktails into NFTs. Oh, I don't yeah. know how yet, but like the whole process of creating, like instead of a video of how the cocktail is created, it would be really cool to have an NFT. I feel like, like you'll figure it out. Hopefully. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, so let's, let me ask you this and then we'll let you go because you've given us a lot of time. We appreciate it. Let's say we did have you on in a year. What's Yelena doing at that point? Well, you guys didn't ask me anything about my product line for Mixology. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's do, that. Let's, do, let's do that before. <laughs> so you're you're right. You're 100% right. I apologize. Let's do that first. And then, <laughs> well, t- actually, tell me what you're going to be doing in a year. And then we'll talk about your product line. I don't know what I'm going to be doing in a year. Man, I'm hoping actually to consult a lot more for bars and restaurants because I love doing that. I love, you know, kind of not ripping apart their menu, but kind of ripping apart their menu because a lot of places, I think their menu is overly overcomplicated. Mm-hmm. So I love the the project of reviving, re, reviving the, you know, the bar and just giving it a new life where... Like a reboot. Just, it, a reboot. Like yeah. it's, it, it's tired. The menu is tired. The cocktails are tired. So that's my, the true passion. I really love helping you know, people in the industry to just create something spectacular. I love menu creation. So I hope to do more of that. Right. Okay. Yeah. So now let's talk about your line of cocktail products because that was bad hosting by me. Mm-hmm. I was aware no. of it. Obviously. Like, <laughs> I got wrapped up. You got so many, so much fucking shit going on, Yelena. I can't keep on top of it. <laughs> but tell us all about it and where people can find it. So I have a brand new line of uh, mixology products for bartenders mixologist called cocktail well cocktail vision mm-hmm. and um, i have the most brilliant product is a must-have i think for any bar or any at-home bartender um my rim glue i have soft core and hardcore rim glue and so obviously the old the old school way was to uh, rob a lime or lemon yep. on the side of the, the rim and then dip it in sugar. So now if you look at my page, I create just this really beautiful glass art by, you know, just creative designs, vertical rims, or just, you know, different rim art. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, the rim glue would be a must because then it's a versatile product. You can use it with any 
of your preferred uh, sugars, salts, whatever you have at home or at the bar. Uh, I have cocktail flavorings and cocktail perfumes. I have cocktail jizz. And I have cocktail squirt. <laughs> so a different application. The the jizz is more like a, a concentrated flavor that allows you to create more dim, uh, add uh, dimension to your cocktail without adding volume. Like say blood orange, for example, you don't need to add blood blood orange juice. You can just add a drop of blood orange flavor flavoring and it's sugar-free it's uh, vegan um so that just adds complexity it's you know obviously no syrup no sugar no volume just flavor Mm -hmm. and the same thing with uh, cocktail squirts which is essentially cocktail perfumes they could be applied in a shaker as a component of flavor component in a glass as a rinse, like say, uh, instead of absinthe rinse, you can do bubble gum rinse, anise, or peppermint. You know, this is uh, different flavors, or uh, topically to the cocktail, and it creates another interactive experience with your uh, with the consumer. So imagine like having a, a mimosa, like your average mimosa make it a blood orange mimosa and spray a mist of bubble gum. So all of a sudden it's a oh. Barbie mimosa. Right, right, right. Oh. So things like that. It's just, it's a, it's a very inexpensive product as well. And uh, very concentrated goes a long way. And just, uh, you know, the, the sky is your creativity. Uh, so let me ask you a little bit about that. because That's pretty interesting. Obviously, you came up with the idea and the flavors and whatever, mm-hmm. but do you then work the names, with the, the, names. the names? It's worth buying. It's worth buying just for the name. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but like, do you work with like a chemist to make this happen or like how does? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So. so my my business partner. And my manufacturer is Chef Rubber. If you go on my page, you'll see that uh, all the product is being distributed through Chef Rubber. Uh, It doesn't, I don't touch the products. So I create the concept, create the recipe. We taste it. We see how it works and what we need to do. And they, uh, the manufacturing and packaging is all in Texas too. We are, you know, all U.S. made. That's crazy. Uh, well, it's, and so tell our listeners exactly what page they should be looking for for all your social media stuff. You can you can keep it to just specifically your bar and bar products point of this stuff. I, yes. Otherwise, it's going to take another hour listing all your pages. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, Cocktail Vision is my baby, definitely. Yeah. So, well, that's uh, what we co- found out about you. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cocktail.vision is where uh, is a good place to connect with me. And, uh, you know, use my resources on recipes and visuals. And all of my products are available on Cocktail Vision uh, via Chef Rubber website. And then check out the Christmas cocktail book also on Amazon. Christmas cocktails and shenanigans. Shenanigans. (laughs) And then look forward to the books that are coming out. Thank you. Yelena, thank you so much. This was super fun. You're an amazing person, and we really appreciate you you doing this with us. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks very much. Yeah. Thank you so much. This is really, really special. 